Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig Welcome and Jeff. everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking polarizing players, which this, this is a list we've done, I believe, probably every year we've done the podcast, every preseason. So polarizing players are just players that opinions are all over the place on some people love them some people hate them some people don't know what to think about them you know maybe they're going to be great maybe they're going to suck it could be whatever we want it to be on this one it's really all over the board this kind of was um in the past i feel like this is like the sammy watkins memorial award you know kind of a thing (laughs) really sammy watkins was pretty much the inspiration i think for this category honestly back in the day because People love Sammy. People hated Sammy. You never know. Is he going to be good? Is he not? And guess what? Never was. Never was. It never happened. So, but the, the Sammy Watkins was definitely an inspiration. He's still around here. You know, he's maybe this will be the year Sammy Watkins does his thing, right? Maybe. No, you're not buying that one yet. No, Sammy Watkins. I, I did throw him on. He was my Mr. Irrelevant in uh, yeah. one of our drafts. I was yeah. like, I'll throw him on my bench <laughs> at the very end. Why not? Give him a shot. He's in yeah. Baltimore. He could, he could, he could yeah. finally pull it out. I don't know. All right. Well, here we go. We each got two guys. Let's jump into it, Jeff. Who do you have as your first guy on the list today? So the first guy I'm going to talk about is Miles Sanders. Um, I put him on this list because I feel like I, I haven't gotten a straight answer from, from anyone that I talked to about. I don't think anyone knows what to do with him, what to expect. He kind of was very highly touted the first two years he's been in the league. Eagles have changed a lot. They actually drafted a, a running back. You still have Jordan Howard. You have a lot of things going on in that backfield, not to mention a running quarterback. What is going to go down in Philly? No one really knows. I think everyone feels decent about Hurts in general. I feel good, good about Dallas Goddard. And then there's complete mixed emotions uh, across the board for every other position, including you know their, their highly drafted wide receiver and, and so on. So Miles Sanders has the talent. He's done very well in the past. His first two seasons, he finished uh, 15th and then 21st last year. He's had some injury concerns last year. He hurt his knee. He had a pulled hamstring. So I say all this leading up to the point where in one of my leagues, I traded for him because I, I needed a running back because they were scarce for how keepers came to be. Um. But if I really had to answer the question of, do you believe in Miles Sanders? I think I would hedge my bet and I would start talking about when he's healthy, he could be a very good running back too. But my, I guess my question to you is, do you have any sort of feeling of how the year is going to go for Miles Sanders? Not really. <laughs> we haven't talked about Miles Sanders a lot on this show this year. And I think, like, like you said, a lot of it is we don't really know what to think, don't know what to expect. I mean, his numbers, when you just glance at them from last year in the 12 games, they're actually solid numbers through 12 games of play. 867 yards off 164 carries, six touchdowns. That's 5.3 yards per carry. He has no receiving touchdowns, but his first year he caught 50 balls. Different quarterback, obviously, that that could play into it. Um, He caught 50 balls for 500 yards and three touchdowns his first season in 16 games, ran for 4.6 yards per carry. Obviously, that's a different quarterback situation. That may, that that's, that's a lot of this. And you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to group this in. My first guy I was going to talk about is Jalen Hurts, to be honest. Jalen Hurts. Is oh, there. there we go. So and, yeah, I'm just going to talk about it all. So Jalen Hurts is, was going to be my guy, uh, Miles Sanders here. And part of the reason why Miles Sanders has some hesitancy and people don't know what to think is probably because of Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts has the same thing. So Jalen Hurts, 
we kind of like him for fantasy because we believe there's those rushing, you know, is that that quarterback cheat code that you love to get that rushing numbers. And that's what he has. Right. But part of my thing with Jalen Hurts is even though we might like him for fantasy in that regard, is he an actually, is he a good quarterback? I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback right now. So I think it hurts people like um, Miles Sanders. And I think that's why I don't know how I feel about Miles Sanders because I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this plays out. I you know I, I've liked in the past running quarterbacks with, I've liked the running back with a running quarterback. Not everyone likes it. I, for some reason, maybe I'm just still like going off the high of my first Alfred Morris rookie season when I picked him up before the season and get Robert Griffin. That's how long ago this is. And it worked out well. I think it can work. I just don't know what Jalen Hurts is. And that's why he's on my list. I don't know if he can make an offense work. And that's my worry here. And so because of that, Miles Sanders ends up, he's probably what around, I can't remember my exact rank right now. Maybe he's around 1920. Actually, I just posted him very recently. I can pull it up right here on Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit if you'd like to see. Um, yeah, he Miles Sanders was my 20th ranked running back right now. 20th ranked. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to, you know, when you look at these numbers, I think they're solid. I think they're solid. I think Hertz, I I want to lean on the side of Hertz is good and can play. I mean, at least can play fantasy wise, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll aim at two, two things at once. Um, yeah. I, I do think Hertz will be, and I've said this, is he going to be a good quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone knows that yet. I don't think it's very difficult to tell. But I do think that he's going to be good for fantasy. I think he's good enough to play and 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 rush, score. He'll he'll find his way into the end zone. How does yeah. it affect other people? That's why I think Dallas Goddard is relatively safe. But I can't say that for the wide receivers. I can't say he's going to throw twenty five touchdowns or twenty touchdowns even. And I, I can't say that enough of those are going to go to a wide receiver to make them worthwhile having. But you know, as we've seen with tight ends, you can be all over the place. If you catch five, you're still in the running. You still could do fine. Um, I think Jalen Hurts will rush enough to make him a viable candidate week in, week out. And I, I, I think Miles Sanders does have the talent in order to be good, jumping over to him a little bit. And him playing with Hurts for – it was only three weeks, I believe, yep. at the end of the year. But he did well. He, he, he did. Finished in the last four – was it last four weeks, which is a – very small sample size, right? I, I'm, I know that it's going to feel like cherry picking, but it's really all we have to go uh, on this. And this is why they're so up and down with everyone, uh, their opinions of them. He finished as the 13th overall uh, running back, averaging 16.3 points per game. That would be standard. Um, and that was only three games where a lot of these guys had four. Yeah, I was saying, if you go, go to those three games, he didn't play. He didn't play week 17. So in the three games that he played with Hurts, 14, 15, 16, he was the sixth best running back. Okay, so I, once again, very, very small, but he looked really good when he was healthy. So I'm, I tend to lean towards, I think, the injuries and how up and down Philly was last year with, with Wentz and, and that whole drama. I do think that really hurt him. And when you look at his numbers um, from his rookie year, which is crazy because it feels like we've been talking about this guy for a while, but he's only been in the league for, for two mm-hmm. years. So the first year, um, he did get vultured. Um, quite yeah. a few times. He only had three touchdowns rushing. He had 818 yards on 107, 179 rushes. Um, you can tell that uh, those numbers were, he wasn't necessarily the starter the entire year. Was, I mean, it's very obvious, right? Game started was 11. He played an entire season. 
Last year, he only got to play 12. He was the starter for 11 of those. Even though he missed four games, he still had 164 rushes. So he wasn't that far off. He was definitely pacing, outpacing his rookie year, which is what you want to see. And six touchdowns makes me believe that he's, you know, he, he's going to get in the red zone and he he's, has the ability to score. The thing that holds me back, first of all, injuries, once a running back starts having them, you know, you, you start knocking him down a little bit in your ranks. And I, I'm not, you know, and I realize mm-hmm. that McCaffrey was hurt. Delvin Cook had issues early on in his career. Miles Sanders has not proved that he deserves that kind of treatment where you're going to say, I'm going to give it a shot because yeah. if he's on the field, he's dynamic. He's good. But it, it definitely goes into uh, the thinking when you're when you're talking about drafting a guy like Miles Sanders. And I think this is why he ends up in the these middle rounds where you're kind of like, mm-hmm. I mean, would I rather have him? Would I rather have, I mean, I'd rather have Montgomery, right? Someone like that, which I think Miles Gary. Sanders is probably more talented, but Montgomery hasn't had any real issues with injuries. You know, he's going to get a buttload of carries. Yeah. He's going to be the goal line guy. So it, it takes away a lot of that worry. Like, Hey, if you're going to get 15 carries a game, you know, I'll, I'll draft you. So I, I say, I don't know. And I'm rambling on and on because I wish I could say, yes, I wholeheartedly approve of drafting Miles Sanders because I do think that he's a, a very t- talented and young back. I don't know how it's going to go. I would, I would lean on the side of taking a risk and getting him because I think he's at a good spot. Like you said, I think 20 is probably a realistic expectation for where he's going to get drafted because it does go dry yeah. pretty quickly after that, as far as starting running back, but the way they drafted running backs, the way they held on to veterans like Jordan Howard that can play vulture it does worry me, but I, I, I've, I have enough in the tank from last year to say, I'm going to give him one more year. I, I think that this is the year he breaks out. I just pray to God he stays healthy. Yeah. And looking at those numbers in those three games with Hertz, it, it, it you know, it, it solidifies my opinion of the the running back with the running quarterback. And I, I think it works. I really truly think it works. And you know, what? I think this is maybe buy in a little bit. Yeah, it's good. We had this talk. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I, I think, and Jalen Hurts is a, a, a weird one too, because I think of Miles Sanders, I think everyone just has a big question mark, but I do think that that Hurts, you'll talk about him and you have an opinion already. Like everyone was like, he's either, he's a bum or, oh man, this guy is going to be the one that sneaks into the top five because we've seen this play out before. And and he was pretty dynamic in his first three games. I'm you have that floor. You have that floor with yes. him. You really do. And it, it, it's not, quite on the level of Lamar that I, we thought two years ago going in, but it's similar. It's a similar situation where we liked Lamar for the floor. We liked the floor that we thought he had. We didn't expect Lamar to become what he was that year. We just thought, okay, there's a good rushing floor here. You're not going to get burned too badly yes. on a yes. bad week. And I think that's what hurts has. Because yeah, he's going to have some bad passing weeks. He's going to. He will. He definitely will. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about it. Um, But he also, I mean, you saw last year, and I know you can figure out a quarterback, you can kind of go towards his tendencies, Mm -hmm. but we saw last year that if, if you're not ready for him, he'll scorch you through the air too, which is pretty wild, especially with the, with the weird kind of wide receiving crew he had last year. I mean, you definitely have more talent this year than you did last. And a lot of people got hurt last year. So I'm, I am kind of thinking that Philly could surprise a lot of people. And I think that will help everyone, obviously, but those are the two guys. I mean, there's a, there really are. I mean, I was naming a bunch of guys off, but Philly has a bunch of potential uh, kind of year, like game changers. I mean, Devontae Smith 
people are sleeping because we haven't heard anything. You're not sure about him because you're not sure about Hurts, right? Same thing with Dallas Goddard. He's number seven tight end overall at the moment, but I feel like people have their arguments. Miles Sanders would be another one. Uh, I mean, you know, Rhaegar, uh, he got mm-hmm. drafted last year, but he was kind of hurt. He showed flashes. Um, I don't know. It, it's a very intriguing team. That's why I wanted to bring up Miles Sanders. I'm glad you wanted to talk about Jalen Hurts. But it worked. I'm, I'm actually positive in both of their directions. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they are, I think they're being undervalued for a moment because of the uncertainty. The interesting part will be, I don't know about Miles Sanders, but Jalen Hurts, I do think he'll have some real fanboys. And I do think that in certain leagues, he will go earlier than you think. Sometimes. I don't know if he'll get a deal. Yeah. But looking, okay, so we've done 18 relegation leagues so far. 18 Mm -hmm. of them. And Hurts, I think, is on, I mean, this isn't like a huge amount, but it's a decent amount of teams. We got him on um, five teams. Five of the 18 teams, Jalen Hurts is on our team as a quarterback. Are we the the fanboys of Hurts? Maybe. But he's not the starter in each one of those, actually, which is a funny thing. Oh, actually, yeah, I actually grabbed – it was a weird draft, but I actually grabbed Herbert, and then Hurts was still hanging around, so I grabbed another one because I was like, yeah, what if? What if if he turns into the next – I just – I want that running quarterback. I do. That's. I think that's still the way to go. I think that's how you can really do well in fantasy – we actually, I've, I've picked up Justin Fields in four leagues as a backup because maybe. Why not? Yep. And, and really, why not? And I know yep. a lot of people will feel the same way about Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, yeah. um, Trey Lance is, again, three of the 18 teams. Yeah, I, I, so. think, I think he is a little uh, a little scarier to own because I don't think Garoppolo is going to completely go yeah, away. Yeah, I'm not gonna, sure. You're going to see that. him for the beginning of the, the season, I have a feeling. Fields might take it game one. I think one. Fields is going to take it early. So, yeah, I, I do too. I really yeah. do. But all right, there we go. We got some Eagles talk. We each got one more. Yeah, you got? Sure. Who's, 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 who's your other guy? <laughs> all right. I, I feel like we, we have to talk about this guy uh, mm-hmm. because he might be the most controversial person in the league right now. And we're talking mm-hmm. about Michael Thomas. Yeah. What do you do? Here? One of, one of the greatest talents we've seen in the past decade, really, he's one of the best wide receivers. He's only played for what, four or five years now. I believe last year was the first time he fell out of the top 10 as a wide receiver. And the, what, two years ago, he was the number one overall guy. I know Drew Brees is not there anymore. Obviously, should you should take that into account. Um, but that's not even going to be the reason why he's really talked about is because now he's demanding trades. He's sitting out. He's getting surgeries a little bit later. So yeah. the real question becomes, because he's dropping quite a bit, the real question is, does he have value this year? And with the way he is conversing with the team, the way things have been aired out in public, the dirty laundry, it makes you believe that there's a little bit of bad blood there. And yeah. it's hard to say, like, at what point are you feeling comfortable taking a shot at him? Because he, he still is that talented. And you know, even if he misses yeah. first five games, how much would you love to have him for the second half of the year if Jameis is, is behind center? This is an interesting one. Um, he did. He was at their preseason game, I think, over the weekend. Um, it seems like him and Sean Payton had at least, you know, conversation. It seems like some of those tensions have eased. I hope it looks like it. I still don't have any kind of it doesn't seem like we've seen any kind of real timetable, though, on it, um, which that's the concern. But I, I think I hope the, the off the field stuff, hopefully that is, you know, they figured it out. Right. Hopefully. But that doesn't even. Yeah, that's one thing. And then you still got the injury. When's he actually yeah. coming back? And no one seems to have a real good idea. I just pulled up an article right now that said he's ahead of schedule, but they don't even know what the schedule is, it's, which is the funny part. 
I had a lot of this last night. I'd see Michael Thomas coming up in the drafts about where he was ranked on ESPN, which ESPN's ranks are all crazy anyway. But you'd see Michael Thomas and he'd be like, should I? Should I pull the trigger? And you know what? This That's one of those situations where I kind of feel like it might be worth the risk. I really do. I feel like I, that I, could – it could literally be a – that could be a season winner. Like that's how it, talented it, he is. It and truly if he, could. If he plays the second half of the year healthy, like, you know what I mean? Like if he comes back, he has two games under his belt, and he starts playing healthy, that is one where it takes your very – it could take your very average team and and turn them completely around. I mean, if you look and once again, Breeze is not there, but you have to believe that they're still going to attempt to use him the same way. And even if the, the amount of um, targets don't like line up on average to where he used to be, they're pretty incredible. I mean, his, his rookie year, he had 121 targets (laughs) from there. It just kept going up 149, 147. Two years ago in 2019, he had 185. I mean, I'm not expecting anything in that ballpark, but that is ridiculous. You know, Sean Payton loves the guy. They really haven't added anyone as a wide receiver that is going to like overshadow him. You have Troutman people think is going to be kind of like a, the next big thing, but who else is going to step so up on that team? Mark, you have this uh, Marquez uh, Callaway hype going on right now, but you know, I mean, someone's got he's, a, he's an undrafted guy from like a year ago. Him and Traquan, and Traquan, I think, is hurt even too right now. Yeah, someone's got to catch the ball, so I, I get where you know the hype can come from. But if he steps back in, even if he, well, you know, even if he's not full speed, you have to think that he steps into an immediate role. So I pulled up, I pulled up uh, Thomas's ADP right now, the current one I saw, um, and I don't know how this is calculated. This is still calculate the drafts he went earlier. Probably mm-hmm. does. Um, he is wide receiver twenty nine, which if that's I can see it. It's been falling. I mean, very easily you get him in the thirties, which ends up becoming your fourth receiver. If Michael Thomas is your fourth receiver, if you can draft Michael Thomas to be your fourth receiver, go do it every time. Sure. What? Let's get real though. Let's yeah. wide receiver three. Do you take him? So, okay. Some of, let's, let's just talk about some of the guys he would be around at that point. Right. Cause yeah. even at, at 29, um, let me see if I'll pull this back up. All right. Wide receiver 29. I had it here a minute ago. And it was around like Juju. That's kind of who he was by. Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster. Man, I, I want to say I'd Michael Thomas is probably worse than that. I, I think I would want because there's there's Cortland Sutton risk too. I mean, he's coming back from the injury. Um, all right, here we go. Michael Thomas 29. He is one spot ahead of Juju, two spots ahead of Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy. That's who the guys are going after him. So those are the guys you'd be, you know, missing to get Michael Thomas. I'm good with that. I'm completely good with that, to be honest. Um, I'm good too. I mean, I like Cortland Sutton as potential, but we still truly haven't seen it. And he was hurt. Um, Juju, man, he's, um, it's, I don't know. Don't know what to think there. Michael Thomas goes right now one spot behind T Higgins currently. I don't know if you had that up in the air, you you think you go Higgins yet at that point? I probably would go safety because I, I do think T Higgins would be worthwhile, but that's that's how much you know, that's how scary Michael Thomas can be when you're kind of like, I, I I might not, you know, I might like jump away from a sure thing so I can get the upside. Okay, but yeah, about, I think I think T Higgins would be a good fall off. Like I would definitely take T Higgins and then what about um Chase Claypool was right there too? 
See, I I really like Chase Claypool too, mm-hmm. but they haven't done enough to switch yeah. it up. You still have Roethlisberger is a little bit old. If he gets hurt, mm-hmm. which it could be quite likely, I, I I don't really love it that much. I think he's gonna be sporadic. So I think I would take the shot at Michael Thomas. Okay, I, let me I would see. Say I'm gonna throw him on the bench. All right, let me see what. Okay, I'm gonna tell you then the running backs that are around that level and see. You know, those okay. are the running backs you would pass up. I'll only go with running backs then after him because before him you know, we shouldn't be able to get them right. But right. start off with the ones that are right after him in ADP. Raheem Mostert. Oof. Uh, it depends on how, where my running backs are. If I needed depends a Depends on where you're at back, at that point. Yeah. You yeah, might think I, about it. But, I would, that would be a close one because I'm not over the moon on, on Mostert. I don't know no. how they're going to, I think it's going to be a three-headed beast probably. Melvin Gordon. He's right there. RB He's right 30. there. If if I desperately if I needed a third running back, I probably would take Melvin Gordon. But be close. This is all close. Yeah, I'm not, I don't I don't love it. I just I know that what my team it depends would need on it depends on the makeup of your six, team before you right get to exactly. That point. And then there's Michael Carter from the Jets right there, which is an interesting, intriguing. Player. Once again, interesting, but yeah, I would probably go Michael Thomas. And then if that's it's Leonard Fournette. It's which I, honestly, I'm, I'm interested after, in Leonard Fournette, but it's still yeah. I think after that, I take the chance on Michael Thomas and at. At that point, you're kind of like, if he comes back, he plays in the flex. I only need two running backs. That's yep. really what I'm I'm banking on. I think but it's worth the point, risk. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're drafting Fournette and being like he has to start, you know, you're probably you're probably in a, a bad space anyway. So you probably have to zig when everyone zags and say, I'm going to try to go wide receiver heavy now. Just go upside. So yeah. I, I think that would be that would probably be it. Like after Melvin Gordon, I would probably just say, yeah, Michael Thomas all day. Yep, hey, I'm. I think he's worth. I think he's worth that. This is if he's healthy and comes back and is Michael Thomas. Man, you, you just got a top ten receiver for nothing. Like you're in great shape. This is the kind of risk I think you take. I think you take it. So I'm good yeah. with it. So he's a yeah a high end wide receiver three even even right now. That's kind of what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. All so, right. All right. What is your who's your last guy you want? So to talk about? my guy is going to be Joe Mixon. Who? That's a good one. Joe Mixon has. There's the Joe Mixon lovers. There's people that have never liked Joe Mixon, still hate Joe Mixon. It's it's all over the board with him, right? I mean, I see it a lot. We put Joe Mixon on ranks. He gets a lot of the comments always like he's too high, you know, too low, whatever. Um, he's right now, he's ranked probably for us or for me about number, I think, 11. His ADP, though, is 13. So he's slightly below that. He's right there. He's that borderline. He's possibly running back one. He's possibly your your running back too, and I guess that's a pretty good dividing line, right? On how you probably feel about Joe Mixon, I would say right now, if you have Joe Mixon as your running back one, you hate that, don't you? I don't think you uh, like well, your team. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, if you get Joe Mixon as your running back two, I feel good. You feel pretty good, and that's like where that's like where he falls, and what people don't know what to do with him. And so then I just like okay, I wanted to pull up Joe Mixon stats again earlier because I'm just like okay, what is this guy really? I've been I've liked Joe Mixon. I keep waiting for him to do this. I, I want to pull up his numbers and see, okay, where, where are we truly with him? And, you know, his rookie year, he was, he was okay. He didn't get a lot of work, but he only had 3.5 yards per carry. It really didn't happen. He had four touchdowns, all 178 a, carries. That's you know? a really bad. It just wasn't good. It just average. wasn't, it wasn't great, but you still like the potential, right? Maybe that's right. the potential. Year two, it came together a little bit, right? 237 carries in 14 games, 1168 yards, eight touchdowns. He had that nice 4.9 yards carry, caught 43 balls. You started to see something, right? Okay, Joe Mixon's on his way up. The year after happens, again, he goes, the yards per carry go back down to 4.1, which I'm not always like the biggest yards per carry guy, but it does tell a story at some point. 
You know, well, it, it does. A, it can. It, it can. tells a story of a team that has not addressed their O line in a while. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and well, they and, still haven't done it this year. They got you know they got Jamar Chase, which is well, a wonderful talent, but that's going to be the worry, right? Like they, they were bad that year. He had more carries. He played two more games. Had more carries. Had less yards. Had less touchdowns. Had less catches. And 0.8 yards per game less. It wasn't good. And then last year comes around. And he gets hurt, right? But in six games, he runs for 428 yards, three touchdowns, 3.6 yards per carry in those six games. But that doesn't even tell the whole story (laughs) because he was pretty bad for most of it, right? He really was. He had 19 for 69, 16 for 46, 17 for 49. Then week four comes along, 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, caught a touchdown. We're like, Joe Mixon is back, right? And then he goes 24 for 59 and 18 for 54 and then gets hurt. He had one game out of six and that boosted his numbers to be even where they're not even good yet. And that made him decent. His yards per carry in these games, he had that, that big game was a six yards per carry game. His other games, 3.6, 2.8, 2.8, 2.4, 3.0. Do I have Joe Mixon overrated? Am I overrating him? I'm, when you really look at that, and again, has the team improved? Like, is their offensive line better? That's the big story. I mean, we don't know. They're better. Their receivers are good. We think their quarterback is possibly good, but we don't really have that much evidence to back that up yet. I mean, it's better than it's better than better than the backup. It's better than Andy Dalton was probably two years. And I think I I I mean I I don't I think we're probably being too harsh on that one. I I do think that Burrow showed enough to be like I think he's going to be a fine NFL quarterback. That would no. I mean, you you don't think going to be the next coming? We don't know. You you don't think they're slightly wishing they drafted Justin Herbert? Ooh. Um, no, probably not. I mean, in not, yet, will, not yet, not yeah, yet, not yet. An injury will sell. And first of all, Herbert has to do it, uh, uh in consecutive years, right? We've True. seen the one hit wonders before. Yeah. Um, Burrow did look really good. And mm-hmm. the thing that scares me, and maybe they know something I don't, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit for people that they've developed or maybe injuries that were on the line. Yeah. I just know they didn't really, I mean, they did go out and get one guy. I mean, <laughs> he got, did they get, was it reef? I, I, be, I believe they got. Reef, I think it was from Detroit, an old Detroit lineman. Yeah, I mean, it will help, but I also don't think he, like I don't think who they signed was a, a game changer. I think okay, you filled a need, but I think there was a lot of needs to to fill on that line. So maybe I'm being overly harsh on them. It's not like they completely forgot about it, but you're you know you're getting your QB killed. You're he's a very athletic running back. Mixon is. And he was he's hardly been able to get above four yards per carry ever. Yep. I just think that that was probably the moment where you really need to go out and, and do that and, and forget about Jamar Chase for a moment because Tyler Boyd and, and T. Higgins are are fine for the moment. But that's also just my opinion. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. If they come out and they and they kill it and that offensive line is r- completely reborn from you know the, the little that they did and, and maybe mm-hmm. just people getting better, then I'll eat my words. But right now, for me, Mixon is probably in that mid running back to kind of tier like there's guys that are jumping over him that we and, and i know we talk about them exhausting amount but dobbin swift i would i would rather have those two over mixton at the moment because i, I have, think their upside is so high i was looking at my ranks i did i did drop mixing to 13 but i think i drop him i think he drops another spot here as my as I, I'm I think it's more it. like 15 yeah so so you, that would okay i can get that for you because okay so i have i do have dobbins ahead of him um i think I'm starting to buy into Najee Harris a little bit. So I think Najee Harris is going to go ahead of him for me. 
And then I, you're I like right. What I saw. Swift is the next guy. So Swift is I'm I okay. The thing that stopped me from Swift going ahead of Miss Swift, I is that groin injury is still there for Swift. Yeah, I, I need fair. that to fair. But but I, I do think Najee Harris on my next update does go ahead of Mixon. Um I think it's a better team right now. So and he's gonna yeah, get even when yeah. even when the Bengals are really bad. I mean, they've been bad for a while now, mm-hmm. but he did. I mean, in 2018, 2019, yeah. he posted the ninth overall running back and the 11th overall running back. And that yeah. was with, you know, he usually misses a couple of games every year. Actually, in 2019, he played all of them. Yeah. But, you know, that and that's kind of where the predicament comes into, though. Mm-hmm. It's like a um, I'm trying to think of the uh, like an Amari Cooper, right, yeah. where if he shows up for one game and that's really what it is. And then every other game is like 40 yards, mm-hmm. you know, four or five points. Yeah, it, it boosts the numbers. It does. Yeah. It, so yeah. you start wondering about that too. Is that really how, is that how it, I always feel like every game he just showed up, he kind of just bulldozed through the line and he got you seven, eight points. And that was kind of how he became like a borderline top 10 guy. Yep. He didn't he, And then he would have a game or two. You're okay with it because you're kind of like at least he shows up. He's kind of like a James Robinson, but with a lot of talent. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, how, do you do you feel that same way? Because I know you had a big problem with that when Amari Cooper was being drafted in the top. I do. 10, I don't like and, that. And you were I kind of like, like he, he two games. He was like two good games. You yeah. Know what I mean, that was so, my biggest thing with Amari Cooper always, and I, I do. That's so true. Like these guys' numbers get boosted. You see what their final stats are, and you're like, okay, it was you know. That's what I'm looking at Mixon here. It's one game that boosted him to even have a mediocre number last year. Yeah. And I worry about that. And I don't like that. Uh, man, I'm talking myself out of Mixon here, actually. But I mean, to be fair with last year, though, he played so few yeah. games. He, he only played in yeah. six, maybe. And he was, I think, yeah, he was but he was, one of them. he was bad in five or six games. No, he was. He was bad. But you do wonder, like, that, that after Burrow goes down, too, you're kind of like, well, it's a wash. So you do, yeah. I give him uh, a know, little bit of a, a pass, but I, once again, I am dropping him in my ranks. Like I, yeah. 15th. Well, is, that's again, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Guy. But again, as you're running back one, you hate it. You hate life. Yeah. You, without a doubt. Except this year in our um, auction league, if I have Joe Mixon in number one, I'll actually be happy. because yeah. My, my <laughs> prospects that, are much worse. So first of all, that, <laughs> this is what happens when you play too many leagues. That, that league has gotten out of control. We've gotten way too good at, at, keeping the correct people yeah, and, and, yeah. and figuring I'm, out how to make money work. I'm praying for like the MLB. Is, now. I'm more likely looking at a God. I don't even know you took Miles Sanders. So I can't do that. I have, <laughs> I have no prospects here. I have no prospects. Maybe Travis well, ETN's I'm, my running back. No, I have, I have Swift. Never mind. Swift's my running I know, back. I really want it. No one would but, give me Swift. No one would give me Dobbins. I couldn't pay enough money. Oh, I tried. Him. I tried for Dobbins today. I'm, I'm I, keeping I, Damian Harris. Because I made that's, the, how, that's where we're at. I made the Swift for Dobbins offer today. Did you? you son of a- and I, I got I, turned down. Thing. I offered. Oh, I offered him twenty five, and he was just like, eh. "I was like, I know, I was going hard." Is he listening to the podcast? Where, where's he getting this from? Why is he? Why is he a Dobbins fan? Maybe <laughs> I, you made. I, I blame you honestly. You're the one that made all those predictions of who people were going to keep, and then yeah. they all came true because everyone was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." I blame you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, that's. But that's all right, there we go. There we go. That's this weekend. Can't wait. Our home league draft. Big time draft we got auction league we do this yeah. is year eleven. We will be going weekend. to so Milwaukee. So yep. we do fans in Milwaukee. There you go. If you're in Milwaukee next this upcoming weekend and you see us walking around, say hi. We'll be there. That'd be Come great. On. Hit us up on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash fantasy football profit. Yeah, if you're going to be in Milwaukee this weekend, no joke. We'll, 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 you know, you have to come to us, but.
Yeah, we just yell at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> do you play fantasy football? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now, yeah, tomorrow night we're going to do some auction. We're going to do it a little auction. We got to get ourselves ready for our own draft. So we're doing our, this is, we've done this pretty much every year now, our listener auction league we're going to do tomorrow night. Um, if you want a spot in it, go hit us up because I'm going to post, this can be posting. It'll be overnight here. So you'll hear this. If you're one of the first to hear it, go send us a message on Instagram. It's the best spot. Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. Fantasy football profit. I can't talk. Or fantasy football profit at gmail.com. Send us a message you want in that league. We're going to draft tomorrow night. I believe our draft's going to probably start at 10 p.m. We're going to do at least part of the draft. We're going to do, you know, live auction draft that'll be coming out on the podcast in a couple of days. Not the whole thing, because that can go forever, but we'll have that. And then we'll get some um, good auction tips for you as well, pretty much after the draft. So what we did wrong, what we did right, what's a good way to approach things, because it's there's different strategies. There's different ways to go about this. I, I tell, it can go haywire. And I know... Yeah. When we're drafting with, you know, with our people that think like we do, it's a little yeah. more different, but I, yeah. you know, I've been doing them and I shot Craig, a, you know, a quick snapshot of, of who I was able to draft. And, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest, it, for the people that we like, um, mm-hmm. it, it does go off kind of without a hitch. I was able to get uh, McCaffrey. I was able to get, I mean, just, yeah, McCaffrey, Dobbins, Swift. Yeah. Uh, ATN. That's like I got. That's the beauty. That's the beauty and, of auction. Yeah, you and then get I also your guys. To get uh, um, two very good wide receivers. I can't remember who they were anymore, but they were. They both were like top fifteen guys. They're very good. Like if you spend your money in the correct ways, and and Dobbins mm-hmm. and Swift, as far as auction goes, are still a, a steal. They're great, yep. and I tell you, yep. auction is so much better than. Oh, I love auction. Snake, well, I love doing both of them, but man, you can really get the team you want. Yep. So, yeah, if you want in on that, get get a hold of us right away. We're going to get some spots out there. We have eight open spots. We're going to do a 10-team league. So we have eight open spots. So get your name in there. We'll hook you up. So, all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.